Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the ETVT Podcast, where you're free to build your perception from an infinite world of possibilities. I'm your host, Elijah Vargas. Friends, acquaintances, juvenile delinquents, lend me your ears. As once quoted by the great SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> so all jokes aside, let's just talk. Or I guess I should say, I'm just going to talk for this episode. I hope everyone has had a wonderful weekend. A couple of announcements on my end. I am super excited about getting to communicate with some more guests to have on this podcast. I really look forward to that. A second thing is, I'm going to give a congratulations to myself for starting my new position last Thursday, and then having my three-day drill the day after. So it's been a pretty long week. I haven't really taken a day off, but the good news is I haven't really had any classes in my college, so that's really good. So yeah, let's just talk today. Let's talk about what it means to be yourself, as you should. You have every right in this world to be who you are. I'm just going to start. I'm, I'm just going to go in. We're not going to sugarcoat anything. We're just going to go right for the kill. I really feel like we are living in this very twisted world that has really brought up the idea and the stigmatism and really normalized living for everything but yourself, but who you are. And in all reality, it's also looked at as a very selfish thing. I don't think that's really fair for people. I don't think that's really fair for me. I don't think that's really fair for you. I don't think that's fair for anybody. Do you ever just walk around and you feel like you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are all the same? Do you ever walk around and you can just tell that there are a lot of people around you that are just living in this shell and encapsulated inside of that shell is the true version of them? It's really insane to think about. And of course, you can look into sociology and psychology and neurology and explain all these different things. And a lot of people try to find reasons why. For those who actually do question it, they try to find reasons why in psychological theories, in school, in books, in talking to people. And if you ask me, I don't think it's fair that it's really been made that complicated. It shouldn't be difficult for people to live up to their own standards. It shouldn't be difficult for people to be happy, for people to do things that make them happy without having to worry about everything and everyone else around them. I was listening to a podcast called Mind Pump, which is absolutely phenomenal. And they were explaining how we are living today like kings and queens in the last couple to few centuries ago. We're living better than civilization has ever lived. But it's very weird how we also have the highest suicide rates, the highest rates of depression, the highest rates of anxiety. And most people don't really question that. It's gotten better in terms of awareness of mental health, in terms of being aware that as advanced as we are technologically and as advanced as the things that we have are, we as human beings haven't really advanced that much. And it's brought us into, I will honestly say it, a very secret Great Depression. I say secret because we don't really call it a Great Depression, but it's no secret that we are in a Great Depression. I'm going to share with you a few ways that I actually cope with that. And one of the things that I don't really tell a lot of people 
is that there's not many things in this life that I take seriously. I know the um, the Heath Ledger Batman is very popular for having that line, why so serious? And I love it because in the movie, it's a very entertaining question led by this psychotic fictional character. But in the real world, that is a very valid question. We as humans have emphasized a very high importance in things that not only don't define who we are, but don't even have an impact on where we're trying to go. And Ashley Stahl's U-Turn book explains that in absolutely amazing ways. There is actually one line here. Now, this book, I wanted to share some things with you because I was reading it over the weekend. I am almost done, but I marked some things off to share with you guys. Here's the first one. The more you say no to a life you don't want, the more you will find opportunities that appear in support of the life you actually want. It continues to amaze me how many people choose to live lives of silent desperation, never pursuing their dreams. I'm going to stop that one right there. <laughs> Those last couple of sentences really emphasize what I'm trying to say. People don't really say no to the things that don't define who they are. And in this chapter, it's actually explaining how when she had gotten her master's and networked so much and done all of these things throughout the years, once she finally, years after getting her master's, got her dream job in counterterrorism in D.C., and of course she had her challenges there, but once she got her dream job, she had realized that she was caught in this trap. She had realized that although she was getting paid the humongous six-digit salary and helping the military and helping the government, that in a way, she realized that not only is the idea of it severely overplayed, but she also realized how, now they, they call this the rat race. She doesn't call it the rat race in the book, but it's pretty much the same thing as what Robert Kiyosaki knows as the rat race. How everybody's basically getting paid to do the same thing, having little to no impact in doing their day job. But we live in this world that really makes us feel like and programs us to feel like if we don't commit to that, then not only are we wrong, but we will never be successful. So because of that, we have hundreds of thousands and maybe even millions of people who are not saying no to things that don't really feed them or their community in their life, but are stuck in this trap and believing that having an importance on all of those external things ultimately is going to fulfill this internal desire that they may not even know what it is. And all that boils down to not even really knowing how to be yourself. And in all reality, I don't really blame most of those people because that's not the world that we live in. We don't live in that world that emphasizes what it really means to be yourself. We live in a world that actually makes it more difficult to even understand that you can learn how to be yourself. So that's why I don't really take so many things so seriously because, well, your mom or your dad or your best friends or the random strangers walking down the street may not want to admit, there really isn't much of a point in taking so much of this stuff so seriously. And I really felt that this weekend. Now that I'm a little more open-minded into the ideas of meditation, self-study, religion, and all these things that I preach about and have personally done on my own. And I love networking. I love people. I love communication. I love looking at things from a different scope, especially different from my own. But I see more and more how when I'm in uniform, I'm not looked at as a person. I'm looked at as a rank. And despite the fact that I may have 
more experience, better skills. I may have a better work ethic. I may even be a better person than somebody who has been in the game for 10, 15, 20 years. You can tell that another human being who is programmed to think about this one-sided way will not see you as a person with all those great things that I just talked about. They will just see you as a private or a specialist or a lower level non-commissioned officer. And of course it applies everywhere else. But in my personal experience, it absolutely amazes me to see how many people don't know who they really are and don't know their full potential. And in turn, don't know how to see that in other people. And the world's flooded with people like that more, more so than not, not just in the military, not just in the government, not just in DOD, not just in corporate world, everywhere it's we really are programmed to be those types of people so continuing on in ashley Stahl's quote after never pursuing their dreams for fear that they'll fail if they do or because they don't want to do the work to make them happen life isn't guaranteed friend but your dreams are always worth it so powerful but yet so overlooked because of the reasons that i have just said so like i said in the beginning i am really starting to learn that being who you are is the most successful thing that you can do. And it's no secret that success is a very rare thing. And when I say success, I really do mean in being who you are. If I meet you and you're working a job where you're not making three digits and you have a day job, right? But you're yourself and you're happy and your family's happy and you have a great work ethic and you're great at what you do and you're healthy and you have found ways to grow, help your community grow, and do all those phenomenal things while being what we personally see as an average employee, I will forever think that you're more successful than someone who's like a crappy president. I'm not firing shots. I'm just saying. You'll always be more successful than the celebrity who has millions but hasn't impacted the world outside of their movies or shows and goes around and hates on America or hates on people and has a terrible impact or an influence. So at the end of the day, success should really be, and in my opinion, it is, finding who you are and being the best version of that person that you can be. Which, by the way, is an eternal thing. I think people who figure that out really find the joy in the lifelong learning process and admit to the fact that life isn't about, hey, let's work 20, 30, 40 years and retire and do nothing, they find that they're going to be learning until the day they die. And that, and they find that beauty in learning. Because in reality, we do view learning as a very uncomfortable thing because it's developing our brains, it's developing who we are, it's admitting to the things that we're not, whether we want to or not. But those who do find comfort in that learning and realize that there's a beauty and that there should be and is a joy behind it, that's usually the root to finding yourself and who you truly are. So I don't take a lot of things very seriously. And I don't openly go, in, go around saying that. But when people are having these conversations with me about my career and why I should do this or do that, or they explain to me all of the things that I should do to become successful in this particular field or whatever, I do take the advice. But I am also open to the fact that anything can happen. So when people ask me, hey, do you want to do your 20 years in this or your 20 years in that? I just answer what I don't know. I'm going to, I have, of course, I have my plans and I have my thoughts and my ideas of what I would do if it did or didn't happen.
but I also love to live so much in the moment and enjoy learning so much. And, and I'm aware that I'm going to continue to learn so much and get steered in all sorts of directions, right and wrong, that I couldn't tell you if it would benefit my life to do things for 20 years. I may love it. I may not. I may become successful at one thing. I may become successful at another. I cannot answer that question. And I think it's absolute bogus that we have tried to train young minds to say, hey, pick this and try to do this in 20 years. And I have learned that that has really insulted the older generation because while majority of them did do that, they're seeing that we're not as down with it as they were. And it makes a lot of them angry, at least in my experience. So I really hate the one-sidedness. I really do. Like we had a class this weekend on benefits and opportunities for people who are looking for jobs and looking to stay within the ranks. And for about 45 minutes, we're getting this whole spill on why it would be an absolute mistake to not take these entry-level jobs and have all of these promising benefits and this quote-unquote job security, which by the way, has been proven time and time again is an absolute lie, whether you are working for the government or not. But I really sit there and while I am listening to what they're saying, I find myself more shocked at how one-sided everything is than not. Because one of the things that I have noticed is when I started working for Publix, oh my, <laughs> when I worked for Publix six years ago, I saw the same exact thing as I did as my career grew. No matter where I go, it is going to be flooded with people who say that this is the best thing. This is a Fortune 500 company. This is the greatest insurance in the history of the world. This is the most promising career that you can ever get. Everybody says that about everything. So then I really ask myself, not everything can be the best thing for you. And it used to drive me crazy. And I see how it drives so many people crazy. But my friend, I'm here to tell you this. All this means is that you should look deep into yourself. And I'm going to tell you that what these people won't tell you is that the best thing is actually the best thing that's going to work for you. That best retirement plan is the retirement plan that's going to work for you and what you want and what your goals are. Because in my eyes, you know, I'm going to use myself as a personal example, but I hear a lot of the, well, you can have two retirements and you can stack up and you can, you should do 20 years in the military because this will give you X, Y, Z. But then in my eyes, I think, okay, if you look at the rates at how much I will make doing 20 years in here, and even with a 15% match, but then you look at how much I can actually save if I emphasize my personal career with what I choose to do now, I actually do get more in my personal career. Regardless, it's harder, but I have learned in learning who I am that I will not be satisfied with taking an easier route. I don't care how comfortable it is, I actually, at the moment, feel a wonderful rush from this idea of anything can happen. And to me, I work as hard as I do, and I like to stay up while everyone's sleeping, and I like to read while everyone's hanging out, and I like to stay focused while everyone is drinking or whatever. I do these things because I love preparing myself for if the next crash happens. I love thinking... That no matter what, I would love to reap the thousands and thousands of opportunities that they are. That's just who I am. So at the moment, dedicating myself to this one thing that is extremely limited, regardless of whether it has job security or not, and looking at how much it won't feed me and my desires as a human being, I don't think I want to do 20. I do not know. So that's just a personal example for me. And another thing, while we're on the topic of being yourself, 
I don't ever tell people how they should live their lives. Don't get me wrong. I'll give advice when people ask it. But the reason why I don't ever tell people how they should live their lives is because I also know that since I am the type of person who agrees and disagrees with practically every piece of advice that I'm given, I'm the type of person who loves to trust but verify. I expect people to do the same thing for me. So I love laying my ideas out to people. but I And I have also found that in that, it's almost looked at as, oh, well, maybe he just doesn't know what he's talking about. And this is another thing that I have noticed. So let's talk about this. I kind of harped on this a little bit in my last podcast about ego. We definitely have these crazy ideas that we are always right. I don't think people realize. And what I have found is one of the ways that ego kills ourselves and each other is in the fact that people actually do not want to admit to being wrong. I was sitting at my dinner table in the chow hall a couple nights ago. I believe this was Saturday night. And it's amazing because when you take a big group of men in a uniform with their titles and their ranks, and they all sit together and they're in this like little group, and you hear them going, hola, and hola. One guy stood up and he was talking, and you see his face red and he's banging on the table. And he was saying things along the lines of, how many times have I been wrong? How many times have you seen that? And he was talking about, Something that happened with a younger soldier. And I guess the soldier questioned him and he didn't like that. And all I could think is, wow. The number of times I hear that from people in a day. And ironically, this weekend I was also shared a video by a buddy uh, from a YouTuber named Joe. And he goes over the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere of our brain and the different parts that neurologists have found out that work certain jobs, whether it's language or our senses or our emotions. And in the study, now I'll share the link to this video, but in, in the study, Joe talks about how we're actually wrong. We are more intelligent than creatures in terms of we have consciousness and we have emotions and we have awareness of the world around us, but we are also human beings in this humongous universe. And we have developed all of these things that look right in our eyes but it doesn't necessar necessarily mean that they are legitimately right. So we're living in this world that we have made where people get so caught up in the idea of understanding these certain ideologies and certain systems that we have created and then mistakenly looking at themselves as a genius. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'm honestly starting to question what a genius even is at this point. Now that I'm older and I've gotten into computer science, which is a very big theoretical thing, I'm starting to realize how wrong we actually are. And that's what Joe says. Joe says in this YouTube video that we're basically always wrong. And it also hit me. I, I have read the book. I don't know if anyone else has read the book, but there is a book called The Design of Everyday Things by Vincent Norman, who was an engineer that ended up turning psychologist. And he writes this book from a very good middle perspective. And one of the things that he says is, we have mistaken our growth. We think that we are on this route to try to see how right we can be. When the truth is, we should actually be questioning how wrong we really are. For all we know, everything that we know about our solar system and the planets could be wrong. The systems from the beginning could have been designed to not see things for what they really are. And that's why we have science. And heck, I talk about the Bible a lot, but if we look at the Bible, the whole point of us being spoken to in parables by Jesus Christ is because 
if we see things for what they actually are in terms of religion, we really would not be able to fathom them. And for the centuries and centuries and centuries that humans have existed, we're still as wrong today as we were in the beginning. But it amazes me to see how clouded and how one-sided we have seen things, how one-sided we have developed the civilization to be, in that more people feel right than wrong. And then we have people that think that because they have a certain status, that because they have a certain income, or that because they have all these crazy things that don't necessarily define who they are as a human being, but maybe this persona that they put out there into the world, they feel like they have the right to judge and misguide other people. I think that's insane. Absolutely psychotic. Who knows? Maybe that's why they call it psychology, because <laughs> we're all crazy. And I'm going to end it on that note. I feel like I went really deep for just the talk. And I greatly appreciate everybody for listening in today. I really hope that after this episode, we have a better understanding of how open this podcast is supposed to be. The perspective I'm coming from is a mixture of many different perspectives. Because I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm fully aware of the idea that a year, a week, 10, 20 years from now, I might have a completely different perspective of this world. 10, 5, 10 years from now, I might be a completely different person. But at the moment, this is where I stand. As a man, as a human being, I stand in a position that is completely aware of all the different frequencies and energies and theories and beliefs and ideas. And it bugs me, it really irks me to find myself in positions on a day-to-day -day basis where the only thing that defines a human being is something like a rank, a position, income, a car you drive, as if those things actually matter to the ability of a human being in general. It's also twisted, and that's honestly why I can't really take many things seriously. I have a mixture of professionalism and unprofessionalism, because at the end of the day, I'm just glad to be here. And my personal goals, my desires, my intuitions, who I am as a man, I personally feel like goes beyond these things that people crave on a day-to-day -day basis. If you have had similar experiences, I hope it made you realize that you're not crazy, that you're actually on the right track. And I would highly recommend reading a book like U-Turn by Ashley Stahl or Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck or any book that you find on Barnes & Noble. Sometimes I just go in or I go on the internet and I will research keywords for what's in my head and then I will find great books to help me relate. And just remember that being yourself is a wonderful thing. And while we live in a world that teaches you to be fear-led, you should take great pride in that fear that you have. And you should be resilient. You should be very open. And you should understand that things actually don't work out in the way that you have been told they will in school or by your parents or by these crazy influencers or your current boss or manager. There were so many factors that even these people that appear to be the biggest geniuses in this world don't know to consider that it is absolutely impossible for anybody to determine what will happen if you make decisions that work out best for you in your life. So pursue it. Find that person. Work very hard. Go crazy. Let the world think you're crazy. I don't care. You shouldn't care either. I thank you for tuning in. I love you guys. And I hope that you continue to enjoy these podcasts. I hope that it really does open your perception, open your perspective. I hope that it makes you realize how abundant our world actually is. And I hope that by me opening up in this episode, you also get a better idea of my true intentions and where I'm coming from. Because I will fully admit to being wrong about many things. I will fully admit to not having the best advice in many things. 
But I'll also admit that I am the type of person who will find that way to grow, who will not be locked into these little things, who will not be locked into the mindset of just because I agree with it now means I'll agree with it later. Or just because I'm not good at this now that I won't be good at this later. I think that we live in a world where I will continue to grow, you will continue to grow, and you should be yourself as much as you want. And with that, ETVT 